Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Superhero Edition. It's been a minute, but we got a lot of superhero news that we're going to get you up to date on and what's been going on in the world of superheroes and movies and TV shows. And we have the Captain Byron Mitchell. How are you doing today, sir? We're doing good. We're doing good. Man, Byron, it's been a while since you've had your own single episode. You've been hopping on from... We've had big wrestling episodes. We've had big the Naruto What If Battle Committee that you're on. But now you're finally entering your single stock. We just recorded a college football one, which you guys will be hearing sometime next week when the Buckeyes play. And you're back with the superheroes. You haven't had your own since Black Widow. So a lot's happened, man. It's good to be back. Uh, this is what now going to be my busy season. We've got mm-hmm. Buckeye episodes weekly. Uh, we've definitely got some good superhero content to cover in the next couple months. So it's going to be a good time. So, Byron, man, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about like the shows that have ended since Black Widow? Get people up to date on some sh- uh, shows and series that have ended, or where do you want to start? We can start with those shows ending. All right, let's start with the shows ending. Um, we'll go a little bit, give our little stuff. So, Batwoman season two ended obviously this was the first season with the new main character ryan so byron how did you feel about this season of batwoman season two as compared to the first season with Kate Kane? and how did you feel about the differences in two seasons i definitely enjoyed this season a lot more than i did batwoman season one i just think it was maybe not necessarily better written i just think Ryan gave a more emotional portrayal of like Batwoman. Like she, you know, did have those serious moments, you know, where she's kicking ass. But like on the flip side, she did have those emotional moments where she was vulnerable as like, you know, outside of the bat suit. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed it more because you didn't really see that with Kate. She was most like super, like not super strong, but like strong all the time. There's no like no vulnerable moments. I think that was refreshing to see with Ryan. I think my biggest thing at the beginning of Batwoman season two, obviously the biggest thing was it's literally the first episode. What happened to Kay Kane? Right. So the way Ryan found the bat suit, I was like, eh, I'm gonna call a little sus, but okay. Yeah. But then as you're going through the stories with like uh the island, wherever that island was, I'm already blanking. Where they were dealing with that, and then obviously Black Mask. Well, I think Black Mask did a phenomenal job. Yes, on the show, um, you had a pretty freaking intense episode where Luke got shot by the police officer for going for his phone. That was that was crazy. And oh, obviously, I hated that cop. Oh, I hate yeah. that cop so much. <laughs> obviously, you had Batwing make his debut on live television for the first time, so that was cool. And I mean, now we're past it, so we can say spoilers. Kate was alive. We got Kate. Obviously, it's not Ruby Rose. It's the new actress who's playing Kate. And she left Gotham to Ryan and the team. And she is going out to go find Bruce. I think also she's going to go to National City first. Yeah, stop by see Supergirl. Yeah, to go see Kara. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, how they do season three. Because how often is Kate going to be around? Are we going to see Kate put on a different suit? We're going to have to go from there. But and obviously, I think at, at the end of season three, it kind of teased Poison Ivy, and it's already been yeah, kind of teased a lot of um, villains because you see like in the lake, like you see Poison Ivy. So I think it was like a rose or something. You see a cobble pot umbrella, penguin umbrella. 
I think there was something else. So I think they might be teasing like a little mini rogues gallery for we'll Batwoman. See. So it'll be interesting to see if like who the main bad guy is in season three. And if we do get like Poison Ivy and the Penguin. Yeah, we'll see if Kate comes back. We'll see in that. Another series that actually ended um, finishing their Arrowverse run was Black Lightning. Uh, four really good seasons. The fourth season, I think, was exceptional as well. Uh, it, the way it ended, some, it made you feel like it could have gone a little uh, one or two seasons more. And I know the director said that as well. But how did you feel about Black Lightning as a, a season four and as a series? Uh, overall, I think the series is great. Um, like I said, four solid seasons, which is sometimes hard to do with any TV show. So I think it's amazing that a group of you know African American actors mm-hmm. were able to just put a solid four seasons together. Great writing, great action. Um, I, I enjoyed the season very much. Um, season four was good. Um, finally got to see the final clash between Black Lightning and uh. Why am I blanking on the name? Tobias. Tobias. Yes. That Tobias is a phenomenal villain. Um, his one-liners are amazing. I think my favorite one-liner of his was when Jefferson and him were sitting down at dinner. He said, if you don't sit your black ass down, I'm going to tell the news that you're the chocolate cover Incredibles. And I just died. <laughs> so I think the right, like I said, the writing is phenomenal. I think the season four was great. Definitely. Could have gone for season five, season six um, with his kids taking over. So him and Lynn could, you know, finally, you know, rest and get back together. So I think I would have liked to see a couple more seasons, but I'm happy the way that it ended with solid four solid seasons. I do know you are not happy that they are not getting the painkiller show that literally last year said was going to happen. Arrowverse writers, if you're watching this or slash reading, hearing this, Give me painkiller and give me green arrows on the canaries. That's all I ask. Fair enough. Then we're going to go to the current leaders of the Arrowverse right now. Flash season seven ended. Obviously, they had to do the stuff with the Mirrorverse at the beginning. Then you had the stuff with the forces. And then you had Flash, the Godspeed War. So you had three really main villain type things all in one season. How did you feel about Flash season seven? I thought it was a good season as well. Um, I like that they, you know, took the first three episodes to end the Mirrorverse saga and just not like skipped over it. So I think that was good how they did that. Um, you know, fighting the forces. Um, I think it was a good story arc. I have been telling you and and Patrick that we're gonna get Godspeed in season seven. We're gonna get Godspeed in seven, and it came to pass. It's like yes, I'm right. Did. So I mean I think it ended well. I, I I like season seven. He got to see his kids, um, his daughter Nora and Bart. Nora and Bart. Um, I think they played very. Uh, the way they cast the actors as his kids looked like he they could be like Grant and Candace's yep. actual kids, and is perfect casting. Um, and you have this one emotional scene with Bart um, saying he can handle it because he knows about loss and then, ah. Just that scene was emotional. Just some good scenes strung together in season seven. I do want to just uh, have nothing really much to add on that, but to shout out to Flash because they also hit a milestone in season seven, reaching their 150th episode. And I mean, people, that's not easy to do on TV. That's seven seasons on TV commercials in the streaming era, hitting 150 episodes. They're the second Arrowverse show to do that outside of Arrow. 
and they are going into season eight. People remember Arrow season eight. That's when the series concluded. Obviously, because the whole series was built. Last season was built about crisis. Mm-hmm. So now we're if Flash gets past season eight, we're in our charge of territories. They'll be the new leaders with potentially nine seasons. Let's go to a Marvel show that ended when we were away. Loki uh, season one that ended. Uh, this was a whole different thing than obviously uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision. How did you feel about Loki? I enjoyed Loki a lot. It was a mix between the mystery of WandaVision and the action of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. A crazy twist ending. Um, are we going to spoilers? Uh, it's been a while, man. I mean, I, I think we could go to spoilers now. Splitting. First off, we got to the one above all. Not the one above all. I forgot what they... The one who remains or something. I forgot what they call Basically, it on the TV show. Kang the Conqueror. Basically a variant of Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Um, that actor did a phenomenal job in that role. Um, and then at the end of the season, you see the basically the timeline slash the multiverse split. So this is going to have a huge impact on what is coming in the MCU. And I am excited for it. Yeah, I'm definitely interested because, I mean, Marvel is obviously, they are not the, I don't think of them as the multiverse um, comic series. I always think DC. When I hear multiverse, DC's, DC's been the top multiverse. So Marvel doing it now and obviously casual fans are like, oh my gosh, Marvel's doing a multiverse. I'm like, dude, DC's been doing this for like almost 10 plus years right now. Like, right. So it's interesting. We'll see how that goes. And another se- show that ended their first season, who I have said objectively, the Marvel shows, DC shows, Watchmen, this has been the best superhero show this year. Superman and Lois. If you haven't watched it, get freaking hip. This is S-tier stuff. Byron, how did you feel about the first season of Superman and Lois? I, it's, it was a great, phenomenal season. Um, as I said, I think it was either last podcast or the podcast before this, um, when we discovered this, talked about the first episode. It has, that was one of my favorite intros to any TV show that I've ever seen. Just a, the first 15 minutes uh, were great just to see his life, him growing up. And then basically the rest of the season was just about him discovering life in Smallville again with Lois and raising his sons, Jordan and I forget the other one's name. Um, his son having basically Jonathan, Jonathan Jordan and Jonathan. Uh, Jordan basically having his powers and learning how to deal with that. Uh, it was just a great season last uh episode was phenomenal um great season i can't wait to see what season two does um we had uh captain luther's daughter come back so we're gonna see uh, i'm interested to see how she works with lois as her mother but not her mother um so it's gonna be interesting to see i'm excited for season two yeah john henry imes you got to see him in the steel the steel bit we finally got the turns of that and we got the eradicator I mean, we got a lot of stuff in season one and, and yeah, do yourself a favor. and watch Superman Lois. Like I can't tell you how good this show is the production they put into it. Shoot. If you watch it on the CW, they're the only show that on the CW app, they get extended cuts. 
Yes, I've never seen a CW show get extended cuts before. Which is like, man, you want to watch it live, but you know you're going to get an extended cut on uh, on the app. I think the first episode, they the very the premiere, the pilot, they were a lot. They were longer than the hour. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like an hour, ten minutes, or something. And I'm telling you, man, Tyler Hotchins is Superman. It's a great fit. He's he's climbing. He's climbing. I, I cannot wait for season two. Um, and shows that have started. Stargirl, season two. They have started on a happier note. They're about three episodes in at the time of recording. How are you feeling about Stargirl season uh, two right now? I'm liking it. So far, it's had a solid uh, first three episodes. I think Eclipso is going to be the bad guy, but you yeah. also know that, you know, Arrowverse shows like to have like a first half villain and a second half villain. So I'm interested to see if he's going to be the villain for the whole season. Um, I like how they're having Cindy like form of like a teen version of ISA to versus a teen version of the JSA. I think that's a a nice touch. Um, The Green Lantern that they had. Badass. Whooping ass at first episode. Um, So I'm interested to see how what they're going to do with that character. But I think a very solid first three episodes. And then a show that has come back from hiatus because her cousin just finished Supergirl season six is back. Literally just came back after Superman season one um, finished and they are about an episode and they just came back this past Tuesday. What are we expecting at the second half of Supergirl? We still don't know. She's out of the Phantom Zone. We don't know who's going to be the series finale bad on the previous episode. I mean, she's acknowledged that obviously. She was in the fortress, Superman. And she said Kal-El was back in the fortress. Was Then, so if you came back and you know Kal-El's back, did you come back after season one ended? Or did you come back in the middle of Superman and Lois? If you did, that would suck that you don't help your cousin fight against all those Kryptonians. I was just putting, you know, plot right. But right. this is another series where this is the another another Trinity member out of the Trinity whose series is going to be over after six seasons, six successful seasons. Like, what are we expecting out of the series finales? Like, what are we? Who's the bad guy? I feel like Lex is going to come back around. Okay. I just don't feel like we're done with him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when he's going to find out that Supergirl escaped the Phantom Zone. All he's going to want to finish what he started. So I think he's going to be the series finale, and I think that would be fitting because John Cryer does an excellent job as Lex yes. Luthor. One of the best Lex Luthors I've seen. Um, phenomenal, just phenomenal. Um, so I'm very excited, interested to see because I think there's 13 episodes left, so basically a whole season left of Supergirl. So we're going to see. I, the first, you know, I think it was like eight episodes, six or eight episodes mm-hmm. were good. Her stuck in the Phantom Zone, just having the team, you know, cope with life without Supergirl for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been a good season so far. And then another Marvel show that started, uh, Marvel What If. This is a Marvel show of like, what if things change? Um, what if Peggy Carter actually got the Super Soldier Serum? What if T'Challa was taken by Yondu? That's, those are the type of things that we're seeing in that. Different What If things. Byron, what are you expecting out of the show? And if you had to make your own MCU what-if topic, what would it be? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. 
Um, first, I have no idea what to expect with this um, series because it's not like I know they said it may have an impact on the larger scope of the MCU, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what to expect. Um, the first, I've only seen the first two episodes so far. Um, third episode just came out yesterday, and I still have to watch that. But the first two episodes, I enjoyed them. The first one was "What if Peggy Carter became." Um, Captain America, uh, I think that did that story very well. And Steve became like the sidekick. Um, mm-hmm. And then second episode was that what if T'Challa became Star-Lord and got, you know, taken by Yondu. Um, and I think that episode, that's probably my favorite episode um, out of the first two I've seen. Um, it was just great. It was funny. Uh, spoil- I'm not going to spoil it because it's too soon. Um, but it was good. Uh, it was good. Now, what I would want as a what if series? Hmm. I'm trying to think of what. I don't know if mine's a what if, but it's something I've been wanting to see since 2019. What is that? Captain America putting all the stones back. That yeah, because I wanted to see because probably the soul stone would be last because it was the last stone we saw. I wanted him to see the one the last confrontation. Between him and Red Skull. That would have been great to see. That would have been great to see. Oh, and there's another one. What if we've had Captain Marvel since Avengers 1? Oh. Like, what if she was in the iconic Battleford, New York circle round as a founding member? Uh, yeah. That would have been good. Good would one to see. Would Civil War have happened if she was there? Like what, like, what things would have happened if she was there from the jump? I've got a one. Um, what if uh, Tony Stark and Captain America had teamed up in Infinity War? I don't think we would have had Endgame. I don't think we would have either, but it would just be interesting to see. I would think, but Thanos is smart. I think he'd retreat. But I would have to think, like, that means they wouldn't have the space battle. Or would they send everyone to space to fight? Yeah, there's different branching stories you can go with that. But I think also, obviously, if, they're, if everyone was together, Thanos wouldn't have gone. But the biggest thing is that if everything stayed true and they were still fighting together, they would still have to, I guess, they'd have to wait till Thor got there. Yeah. Because, I mean, Thor was the deciding. I mean, he almost took Thanos out even with the full gauntlet. But if everyone was working together, Tony would have made the call sooner. Vision never would have been in wherever with Wanda. Right. Wakanda, they would have been more, I mean, but then if they would have beat Thanos early, would a bigger threat would have shown up? Exactly. Who knows? My, I mean, what stones would he have gotten before they all got together? He would have had mm. the power stone. Because he, he already had the power stone. He, he would have had the reality stone. That's two. That's two. He had the Tesseract from... That's three, uh, from Thor's ship. So which he was missing? The one... He got the time stone on the Battle of Titan. But before he even got the time stone, he already went and got the soul stone. So he probably still would have had the soul stone. So that's four out of six. So it would have been time and visions one. Right. So I feel like they would have banded together by. Yeah, if they had banded together, I think he only gets four out of six. Because he's not getting the one from Doctor Strange. He's not getting the one from Vision. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, 
There has been a DC movie since we've last been here, Suicide Squad, uh, the James Gunn version with Ildris Elba, John Cena, Margot Robbie, and the crew. Byron, what did you think of that movie? I enjoyed it a lot. I think this is the one they should have put out um, as a first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like a soft reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it from every minute. The, it was gory. It, the action was intense. It was funny. John Cena is hilarious in that movie. Um, I think they did all did a phenomenal job, and I hope they get a second movie. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I think they will get a second movie. I think, obviously, they're getting a spinoff. John Cena uh, is getting Peacemaker. He's right. getting his own freaking show on HBO Max. Uh, and when you watch, and I guess it's still been out for a little bit, so don't really want to spoil it. But he's getting his own show. I mean, I think they're going to have another one. And I think James Gunn did a fantastic job with that. My only gripe is, spoiler alert, a lot of people, a lot of them don't make it out of the movie. That's true. I was salty about that. But then I guess it does go with the jobs they are doing are suicide. They can't right. be suicide if everyone survives. I, I do. I wish more of them would have survived. Um, it would just been interesting to see, like, what some of their powers are or like why they were criminals in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that, but like you said, it's a suicide squad. So, you know, you're bound to die. But yeah, I agree with that. Great. And we'll see who they add to the next, I guess it'd be the third suicide squad movie, but second in James Gunn's thing. So we'll yeah. see where they go from there, but it was a great movie. And I, again, I was a bright direction for, the DCEU. Yep. And we have movies coming up. We got Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings coming out next week. Um, yep, next Friday. Next Friday. I mean, you're going from Buckeye game Thursday. I mean, I could help you guys with your weekend. Watch the Buckeye game Thursday. Go see Shang-Chi on Friday, Friday or Sunday. Then Saturday, kick back. Watch college football gear for Clemson and Georgia. There's your yes. weekend. There's your Labor Day weekend right there. Yes, sir. Byron, man, what do you? I, I'm expecting some things from this movie. I mean, of course, Black Widow. I, I enjoyed Black Widow a lot, but that was the last one of a founding Avenger. Even though the end credit scene set up for another show that we coming down the road, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But this is the first one, new dude, new dude, new, new dude. Entered the first movie. I I'm excited. The trailers have been. Just amazing. Um, the action, I think, is going to be... I think it's going to be very action-packed. Um, I don't know too much about Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going in basically blind. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what they do. And I'm glad, you know, all about representation. So I'm finally... I'm glad they're finally getting an Asian-American superhero. Uh, or Asian superhero. So I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm also super curious. What what is what is Wong's connection? Yeah, that's going to be interesting because he's the only person in Abomination. We both. Yeah, I was going to say that Abomination. How he comes into being in that cage match? Like, is Wong? Is he going to be a scout for the new team? But we'll we'll see. But speaking of new team, uh, we're going to stick with. We're going to go to trailers. We've obviously saw all the Shang-Chi trailers, movies coming out next week, but we're going to stay with the Marvel side. Speaking of new teams, I thought 
their trailer when they're like, but Captain Rogers and Iron Man are gone. Who's going to lead the Avengers now? I thought that Eternals trailer was going to be my favorite one. The last Eternal trailer that they put out was Heat. It was good. It was good. Now that has me excited for the movie that comes out in November. And this is going to be a whole new group. And guys, I know this is the same question we asked for Captain Marvel. And we're going to, if you're so strong, where the hell were you during the final fights against Thanos? And they were told they can't interfere. And we're like, by who? And you see a freaking celestial. So, yeah. uh, Byron, what do you think of that last Eternals trailer? I, it, I was intrigued before, but now I'm really intrigued and I can't wait till it comes out in November. Uh, I am excited to see it. Um, they did answer the question, you know, why they didn't interfere with Thanos snapped half the universe because they were told not to um, because comic lore um, is that they can only interfere in events if it's one of their own. So one of the Eternals or one of the deviants. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why they couldn't interfere with Thanos, even though I believe he's both an Eternal and a deviant. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they'll explain more of that in the movie um but the trailer looks amazing um the big celestial on the throne um see that a was deviant wild. that was yeah wild. you see someone fighting angelina jolie's character so i think that may be a deviant um so we'll see how i have no idea where this is going i have no idea who the big bad is um so i'm excited i am too i i I always have expectations for MCU movies. As long as they connect to the over, I'm cool. But like you just said, her name, Angelina Jolie wouldn't sign on to this movie if it was going to be bugs. Right. This is Angelina Jolie we're talking about. Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, mm-hmm. two big names. They would not sign on to this thing if it was going to be bugs, especially a superhero movie, which they don't need to like. That means there's something's going to be cool in this one. I'm excited. Going on to another Marvel trailer that came out. I know you guys are, don't worry, we're building up to it. There's been some trailers gone, but Venom had their second trailer and Carnage was wrecking shop. That that second trailer was heat. Mm -hmm. And we were not expecting that one that day. We were expecting something else. Right. It randomly dropped. Um, Like I said, the trailer was heat. I'm glad that we finally got to see like Carnage on screen um, because the first trailer like like, teased it, but didn't really show him. Uh, But the second trailer, they showed him in all his carnage <laughs> pun um but it was a great trailer and i can't wait till it eventually comes out i know it's gotten pushed back at least twice now the mm-hmm. new release date is uh january 23rd of 2022 so hopefully that's the last delay and i'll just release the movie um but i whenever it comes out i'm definitely going to watch it i have a theory about that and we've already talked about the shang chi we've talked about Venom. We've talked about the Eternal trailer. We talked about Shang Chi trailer. Byron, is there is there another Marvel trailer that shocked the world just recently? I think I think there's another another. I believe. Web yeah, I believe there was a Web Slinger trailer that dropped on uh, Monday that got over 2.4 million views, even though the trailer was leaked the day before. Yeah, Monday night at 9:30. Uh, that guy that we've been we have been trying to guess and guess. That man, Spider Man. The trailer dropped, guys. I know me and Byron, we've been talking our messages, trying to pinpoint when it was going to drop. We thought it was going to drop one day, then they dropped the second Eternals trailer. Thought it was going to drop this day, then they dropped Venom. So mm-hmm. then when it leaked, the day before Sunday night, it leaked 
it was you know some crappy iPhone footage in my opinion. But it I was. didn't want to. I didn't want to watch it because I honestly, whoever leaked that, if they're Marvel, they don't have a job right now. Right. Spider Man, third movie. We went Homecoming. We went Far From Home. And this one, we're No Way Home. Is that where we're at right now? Yep, No Way Home. No Way Home. Third trailer drop, man. For the third movie drop, what did you think of that trailer? Holy shit. What they're about to do in this movie? Holy shit. <laughs> man, that trailer was heat. First, you get them talking about, you know, Talking about the last events of the last movie about how his identity was exposed. Mysterio again. broke code, man. Mysterio broke, he broke code. code. But Vulture is probably not happy wherever he is because mm-hmm. he didn't expose Peter. He knows code. He knows code. Mysterio broke code. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got the him being interrogated by the police, him trying to defend himself. All those are not my drones. Uh, and then you get to him going and looking seeking out Doctor Strange, like, can you help people forget that, you know, I'm Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange, of course, helps him out. Then we get Doctor Strange talking about the multiverse, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the trailer, he's been confirmed, but we finally get to see Doc... First, we get to see a pumpkin bomb, which I did not expect, and then you see Doc Ock come back and say, hello, Peter. And for the OGs, it's not a new Doc Ock. It's a Doc Ock from the original Spider-Man trilogy. Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. So a couple things about this trailer, Byron, for me. Um, and I brought this up after we watched it. And you were like, oh, this is a really good point. Spider-Man is the only Marvel character who plays by DC rules. Yes, correct. He has a secret identity. Well, there's others. There's another one who I'm actually going to bring up who... I'm glad they didn't spoil him because I, I probably would have threw my glasses in the air. He has a secret identity and his bad guys don't play. His rogue gallery does not play. And they find out you're Peter Parker. They go shoot Aunt May in the chest. They yep. go, they go snap Mary Jane's neck. Like this bad, yep. like they don't play. So his getting exposed. And he said, it is like, dude, this ain't just hurting me. This hurt everyone who's involved in my life. You see mm-hmm. Aunt May in the police interrogation. You see his best friend, Ned in there. You see Mary MJ, like they're all getting interrogated now, which it's weird that a Marvel character like Spider-Man, who I mean, let, obviously people think now because the Avengers, but let's be honest, Spider-Man is the most popular Marvel character there is. Yes. So for their most popular person to be playing by DC rules is like, yeah, bro, that's why you don't expose your secret because everyone else, honestly, you could go find their addresses on yellow pages. Tony Stark basically told his address in a movie. Mm-hmm. And Avengers, I mean, um, Iron Man 3. Yep. So it's crazy. And he's going to seek that. And then he, obviously Peter just yaps and yaps. So now they're going to have to change the thing. And with Dr. Strange saying the stuff about the multiverse, I don't know if it's going to be Peter's fault because I know I shared that video with you where basically the Kang variant like senses Wanda doing her stuff. Uh-huh. And then like, is this all going to sink? Wanda doing her stuff. Dr. Strange was doing the stuff for Peter. And then the Loki stuff. Is this all going to sink? I believe. I don't know. That would be crazy if all those events synced at the same time. That would just be amazing storytelling on MCU's end. And I would love it if they all 
were happening at the exact same moment. Like, I think, um, and this was the other thing, why there's another a Marvel character who plays by DC Rules who I thought he was going to get shown in that trailer and I was going to throw my glasses up. The other one, when he was there handcuffed, I thought someone was going to say, not another word, I'm your attorney. And I thought Matt Marduk was going to walk, if Charlie Cox would have walked out in that trailer, it, w- it already blew up the internet. The internet would still be unavailable right now. Yes. Yeah, if they bring Charlie Cox's Netflix's Daredevil, that would be insane. Like, I was, I'm glad they saved it. Obviously, people are waiting for, like, the other Spider-Man. Like, we're going to get some surprises in this, and we uh, Sinister Six is going to be confirmed, but it'll be interesting to see how this goes with Peter, and it's weird that I do like that he went to another fellow hero, keeping that connection involved. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm like, okay, so no one from S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be like, hey, he's off the hook. That's probably how he gets out of jail. I don't know, but y'all knew, y'all knew who he was. He literally just fought with y'all in the second movie. So scroll Nick Fury, come and help him out because we know he's a scroll. And the real Nick Fury is in space, which, God, we don't know why. But We don't know why, but there's rumors why. It'll be interesting. And it looks like with this one, depending on... Because Wong is in Shang-Chi, which obviously mm-hmm. Wong is the right-hand man to Steven. So is, is, is Doctor Strange going to be the new integral part in the Avenger group, like helping people, connecting movies? Because he's going to have his own movie with Wanda. Yep. <laughs> so I'm very interested to see St- Doctor Strange's part. And Benedict Cumberbatch, man, we don't we don't give him enough credit, but that that dude it looks great as Doctor Strange. Yes, perfect casting as Doctor Strange. Now I'm gonna, I don't know if this is a hot take or if this is a theory. This theory, I don't know if that's the real Doctor Strange. Oh, the one in the Sanctum Supreme. Yes, and here's why: because in Infinity War, he said, "Oh, I'm here to protect the universe from you assholes" or something like that. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would he perform a dangerous spell like that when it could fracture all time, space, reality, multiverse? Mm. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but I guess it did make sense too when he he said that about like he let Tony and Peter die before giving the time stone, but then he literally gave the time stone after he looked. Remember, this is a Doctor Strange who's looked fourteen billion whatever in the future, right? So, I mean, how far in the future did he look past the final fight? I don't know. Like, that's something, but not being a die, that's, that's a hot, that's a, a hotter, I think a hotter thing is they send someone else to fight Peter, like an own Avenger. Mm. Like, Ooh, though. I don't know. I don't know. I think everyone's clamoring for a scene where it's a Sinister Six against, we don't know if this is going to happen, against Peter. Um, Tom Holland's Peter, Tobey Maguire's Peter, and Andrew Garfield's Peter. I think that's what people want. I think that's, that's I know that's what people want because I want it. <laughs> but we'll see, man. Well, I'm excited. I mean, December, I mean, after COVID year, Marvel is Black Widow, 
Eternal, Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man, on the same year, with the shows, which are basically mini movies. Yep, because we had WandaVision, uh, then we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Soldier, Loki. Now we have this What If. I think Miss Marvel's next, and I think they're going to end with Hawkeye. But I could yep. be wrong. I just know they still have Miss Marvel and Hawkeye Disney Plus TV shows to go. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how those go. But yeah, that Spider Man trailer, man, it was, it was, it was wild. I still don't know if I like it better than the second Far From Home trailer. Oh, when you said everywhere, I see your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... Because mm. you could even watch that trailer if you didn't see Endgame. Like, they literally said at the beginning, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this trailer. True. But the Spider-Man one, breaking a record, even after being leaked. That's how you know people have been clamoring. Yep. 2.4 million views in 24 hours. That is insane. Broke the end game, broke the end game record. Like it, it's wild, but not to be really outdone things coming in the pipeline. Literally a day before we're getting the getting the stuff ready, we're gonna talk about and Arrowverse said, Don't hold on, don't forget about us. They really dropped some uh, heat. <laughs> they really dropped some heat. Out of nowhere, they're just saying like the Flash season eight is gonna start with a five-part crossover, and they're having Mia a uh, Mia Queen. Um, Ray Palmer, Brandon Roth, who was done with Legends, is coming back from this. You got Reverse Flash, Damian Dark. You got Ryan Wilder's Batwoman. These are all people. You got, you got Supergirls. You got Ryan Troy. You got Supergirls, Sister Alex Danvers. Yep. And these are just people we know who are announced. There's an alien threat coming. Flash's team's not strong enough. Oh, got it for the culture. We got Black Lightning in this. Black Lightning, let's go. So, dude, when I saw that at first, I was shocked because I'm like, Ray left Legends, like Brandon left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, obviously, he was done with Flash, like he finished. Mm-hmm. Damien's been dead, but he comes in and out. Mia, obviously, her journey ended in Arrow, which we saw her in the future. And Black Lightning show ended, and Supergirl show is ending in 13 episodes. All these people announced her, people who I didn't know if we'd see them back, and here we are, like, What's going on, bro? We were not expecting that. No, this news dropped out of nowhere. I, for one, am very excited to see how everything shakes out. What a threat. What alien threat it is. I have no idea. Um, I have no idea what alien threat it is. But I'm very excited to see Flash. I think they're going to call it Armageddon. Yep, that's what uh, they're calling it. Which is a heat title, by the way. Um Man, this is I feel this is going to be a great crossover. We finally have crossovers back after Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is one of the best crossovers on TV. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought connected so many DC shows with that. I know we've talked about it on a past couple of podcasts. So if you haven't read, listened to that one, listen to it. Um, but yeah, Flash season eight is going to start out with some heat. Yeah, it's the surprises. And they've said surprises, and we were trying to figure out, like, because this is the first big, this is the first crossover since Crisis. Crisis was two years ago. Yes. Obviously, it was the, every, the whole Arrowverse was leading towards Crisis, but it's the fact that that was two years ago, and it's wild, because this crossover is five parts. I didn't think we have another five-part crossover again, because Crisis, I thought that was the last one. I thought they yeah. were they were talking about they were going to do like mini two episodes. So this is five episodes. 
Yeah. I think they want to come back with crossovers with the bang. I know uh, before COVID and everything that happened, I you like you said, they were gonna do like, oh, two episodes here, two episodes there, which would have been fine. But the way that they're starting with just a five part crossover event is uh so exciting. I mean, crossovers were literally the things you looked forward to in the Arrowverse every year. Yep. It was like Christmas. When when's the crossover? That's what let let us know when's the crossover. Yep. Every year. And the crossovers always deliver. There's not been one bad crossover. Nope. So I'm I'm ex- I'm super excited, man. I can't wait to see other as we get closer and closer, other people who are involved. And if we're gonna have a big battle scene like Mia's in the future, so we're gonna be time traveling. Reverse flash, anytime you see his name, that is a problem. Why is Damien Dark back? Like what there's we're gonna have to wait and see, man. We're gonna have to wait and see. Reverse Flash said he would be back in uh, season seven of the Flash. He said, I'll be back. That's oh, true, well, but he's coming back. <laughs> we didn't think Tom was coming back. We thought, I mean, the things were Tom and Cisco were done. Yeah. But here we are. Uh just some quick things. Byron, what do you think about the Scarlet Sue and Disney and then Disney calling Shang-Chi a nice little experiment. I felt like Disney's, Disney's been slipping a little bit in those things. Disney has been slipping in the legal department slash public relations department. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I believe in uh, Scarlet's contract, they said that it would be exclusively in theaters. Mm-hmm. Now, I get that the pandemic, I get that they want to put it on Disney Plus for the, you know, the fans are scared to go back to theaters. I get that. I 100% agree with that. But I feel like you should have talked to Scarlett first to get that go ahead to make sure that was okay since it was part of her contract to be exclusively in theaters. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I also think, too, they already told on themselves when after the Scarlett little suing of Disney and this, and again, people, it's not Scarlett suing Marvel. It's not Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige was mad at Disney, too. It was an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And she's suing Diz. But then, of course, the next movie after Shang-Chi, they only said only in theaters. Right. So. They, they, they told on themselves there. And then calling Shang-Chi a nice little experiment. I was just like, uh, that is that that's not good. And you had the main actor coming at him like, dude, we're not more like this is a big deal. I was just like, oh, boy. It's definitely a big deal because I say this on every podcast that we talk about heroes. Representation matters. You have uh, women superheroes. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, a Black Panther, African-American superhero. LGBT um, superheroes. LGBT superheroes. Like, you know, other people want their culture represented as superheroes. So, like, just to say that, oh, Shang-Chi is just an experiment is so wrong on so many levels that it's I don't know why you would come out and say that. Like, you didn't say Captain Marvel was an experiment. You didn't say Black Panther was an experiment. Like, you you just can't say these type of things in 2021. This wasn't called for. Um, it just, just leaves a bad taste in so many people's mouths. And I really hope this movie does well. I really hope it cracks a billion um, just to basically shut that guy up who said that. I think it... I think it will because it's only in theaters. You have no choice. Right. I mean, 
which is fine. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go see it in theaters. Like I've been I've been so excited just to be able to walk in the theater, kick back on the recliners, watch the movies, and I take the mental notes in my head and get them ready for when we do superhero stuff and discuss in the group messages. But no, nah, man, I'm excited for um Shang-Chi and even with the Black Widow stuff. I, I love Black Widow. So I, it, Marvel is plugging along in the movies and just they're not just plugging along in the movies right now and plugging along in the shows, they're plugging along in the games. You had the War for Wakanda expansion pack come out, and you anyone who slept on the Marvel's Avengers game, this is the perfect time to get it. Now you got nine heroes. I'm not even spot, not even sponsored by them, and I'm giving them a plug like this. And the War for Wakanda DLC really showed the pinnacle of what that game could really do. Yeah, War for Wakanda was a great expansion. I think we needed it as fans because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they'll drop their events, which was cool, but like, you wanted to see like a a longer story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a great the war Black Panther, the way they created him. Um, his combat is smooth. Um, his abilities are smooth. Uh, the story was great. Um, Claw coming in, you know, him not trusting outsiders because after a day, um, and then just wrapping that story up. I think it was a great, a great expansion, and I hope the next one is as fire as this one. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the Marvel's Avengers game will be doing because they'll be reaching the year anniversary. Um, actually, pretty soon. Yeah, I think September, like fifteenth or something like that. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure we'll get a roadmap in that. Like, guys, it's the perfect game. It's if you want some Avengers content, get it right now. Um, they've already announced a couple more games that they just announced. And my biggest thing is DC. Where you at? You haven't had a new game since Injustice Two. Oh, August 14th. They already had their year. Oh, so then it'll be something else will be coming then. Yeah. But yeah, DC, man, you haven't had a new video game since like Injustice 2. Let's let's get it going. I know Byron has said, I mean, we had got them their game pushed back. DC Fandome, which was our third podcast ever last year. Um, that was Byron's one that he covered. So we're gonna have another DC fandome, and I'm expecting a lot. I don't even care about the video games anymore, Byron. I want the Armageddon trailer. Yeah, because I think Fandom is in October, and I believe Season 8 of Flash starts in November. Mm -hmm. So we should be getting a trailer for that. Um, We should be getting a trailer for Batwoman. Uh, We'll probably get another trailer for the Batman movie. Oh, yeah. We'll probably get a trailer for... uh, Black Adam, finally. Black, yeah, final teaser trailer for Black Adam. Yeah, um, according to IMDb, Flash uh, starts Tuesday, November 16th. <laughs> and that's when the crossover starts. Good God. the Man, the, uh, starting your season off with a five-part crossover, that's that's how you know you're running ship at CW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, man, I'm excited. Uh, definitely the closest thing right now, Shang-Chi. is literally coming out next week. Of this time of recording um check out all the shows that we've talked about and just get ready man like fall is a season you're gonna have football the comic shows are gonna be back movies uh video games hoping roadmap we see where we're going next in marvel's avengers because just like the mcu you really want to know how this is connecting so yeah byron anything else before we close man i think we covered it all um we covered a lot check out it all it's some great a great time to be a, a nerd. 
slash geek. We got some great movies coming out, great TV shows. Um, I know um, Titans just had their. Yep, Titans season three. Yep, they've started too. Yep, I missed that one on the notes. You're right, man. They're, they're Red Hood is doing some things over there. Yep, I haven't caught up yet, but I'm I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've got some great content. Check it all out. Ingest as much as you can, and we'll be back probably to review Shang-Chi. Yeah. That'll be our next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, review Shang-Chi, and maybe some other people will drop some trailers, and we'll see. I don't know who else would be. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Someone could just come out of nowhere and it's like, here's a new trailer for Blade. Man, man, that would be something. But with that being said, everyone, thank you for everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you check out Shang-Chi next, next Friday, or you can see it on Thursday. We won't be able to watch it Thursday because we're going to be watching the Buckeyes. But check it out on Labor Day weekend if you get a chance. And with that being said, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.